Hey guys, welcome back to the LSFFL Weekly Recap Podcast Experience. It's week seven. Welcome to the official halfway point of the season. It's great to be here. We got a special mid-season edition of the podcast. We have so much to do today. But first, before we go any further, we got to thank today's sponsors. Adam, who's our first sponsor? Our first sponsor is Robert Woods. <laughs> Robert Woods for giving us one of the greatest endings to a fantasy game I have seen in weeks. Really fantastic. Our second sponsor of the week, Edging. That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> Our third sponsor of the week. Tostitos, hint of lime scoops. How are these not a thing? They're so fa- They're taking the best of both worlds. The geometry and the flavor is just all there to be had, and Tostitos really missing out like a key market um, portion. And lastly, our fourth sponsor of the week, Robert Woods. <laughs> so um, thank you to our sponsors for keeping this thing going. Me and Adam would not be here without you guys. But with no further ado, I'd like to introduce this week's guest, original league member, the GM, the owner, the president, and the head coach of the ShamWow Wizards, Matthew Newman. What up, what up? Great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on as an official guest this time. Mm. Oh yeah, we missed your rants. Um, but before we go any further, Adam, you have some uh, treasury updates. Of course, Newman, as is customary, we're going to give you your 90 seconds to tell the league what they need to hear from your mouth. But before that, I've got to say one announcement. Poon, give me my fucking money. <laughs> Newman, the floor is yours. Uh, I mean, what a brutal week this was. I mean, I thought I had it in the bag. I was looking good. Chris Carson was going to deliver the goods. And then in the first quarter, he hurts his foot. I mean, give me a break. Like, we had it. We had Devonta Adams going out for 39 points. Keenan Allen, Mr. 17 targets, 10 receptions. We're looking good. And then the Chiefs are so fucking good that they decide to blow out the Broncos in like the first half. And then two defensive touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes get pulled from the game. They put in Chad Henney. No more Clyde Edwards-Lair. You don't even have Le'Veon Bell in there. I mean, the Chiefs are almost too good. So it's not really my loss. It's more of the Chiefs just being too good. I think that's the problem with my team right now. Should have started Chad Henney. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It's tough when Patrick Mahomes has, has 12 points in the... Chiefs D has 21. You know, you had 35% of your points from one player today, this week. Yeah. How, what would you respond to the critics saying that your team is too Devontae Adams reliant? I mean, obviously it is. We're one and six, and my one win came off a 40 point Devontae Adams game. So it's Devontae Adams or bust. You're like the Saudis with oil. It's just uh, Or Rob with Aaron Jones. Rob with Aaron Jones. It's a better analogy. Well, Newman, we'll get more of your thoughts later, but let's move on here to our season standings. Adam, what's going on in here in the East? All right, in the East, we've got me, Passport Taco, top of the ranks at number one, followed by Dan. I want my trophy now at four and three. The third spot, we've got Poon, the demise at four and three, sneaking in there. I don't think anyone saw that coming. At fourth, we've got John at a two and five, a rough loss. You know, had he won today, he would have been three and four, but two and five is a totally different season to recover from. Absolutely. Of course, at five, we've got Rick. At two and five, we're on a hot two win streak. He's coming. He's coming. I'm telling you right now, what's going on in the West? In the West, we've got Big D, Patty D at an appalling six and one. We'll dig into that later. Horrible. We've got Gideon at four and three, right on track with what you expect from Gideon's okay, team. Toward sure, sure. at four and three, sneaking in there, probably more, probably more than Poon, I'd argue. Rob dropping down to three and four. That's a little disappointing. We'll see if Rob can uh, come back from that. But we'll dig into that today. Of course, we've got Newman here at one and six to try and think, try and convince us that he's not embarrassing. Rob really falling off here. Rob really falling off. We'll uh, keep an eye on that. Um, any any surprises, guy in the stand? Any surprises in the standings? Currently, James Meisenheimer, the demise, looking pretty good, coming back pretty solid. I mean, I think Pat here six and one is definitely the biggest surprise, especially without <laughs> McCaffrey. I mean, is it fair to say he's been pretty lucky with, I don't know where he ranks in the points for, but well, we can, in the bottom 50%, right? 
So if we, let's look at the points we'll for do, right we'll, now. We'll give you a quick sabermetrics on Pat. Quick, quick points for real quick. Um, you got me in first with 938. Rob in second with 926, but he's seventh in the standings. Adam third. Dan fourth. Pat, you're number one overall in the standings, but only fifth in scoring. Um, Mize in sixth. John in eighth. Uh, John seventh. Um, Torton eighth. Newman, you're the second worst scorer, and we got Carrick as the worst scorer in the league with 70, 793. Um, most points against Tort has the most points against him, which is, you know, doesn't fit my narrative as him being a bad player, so we're just going to ignore that. Um, and Adam, you have the least points against, so that does fit my narrative, so <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well said, Gideon. Um, yeah, and he, so, you know, you were saying Pat. You know, Pat actually, yeah, Pat is eight in points against. So, you know, uh, you have to say the kid knows how to play good defense. You can't fall him there. I'll tell you what, we got, we got a hot supermetric here. Pat has three wins, scoring less than 115 points. Wow. Pat hasn't broken 130 points this season, barring game one. He scored in the first week. The first week he had 150, Absolutely and since then he hasn't broken 150, and yet he's riding 5-1 in those last six. I mean, that's stellar defense. That's impressive. Yeah. John Chang should be taking notes. John Chang should be taking notes. Um, so should Tort, to be honest, but it's not, Tort's not letting him affect it at him as much. Uh, good for him. It's great uh, fantasy defense right there. Um, you know what they say, fantasy defense wins fantasy championships. That's what they all say. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's I heard that right from Matthew Berry. <laughs> right from Matthew Berry, exactly. Um, all right, Gideon, why don't you take us through the uh, playoff bracket? So um, now that we're in the midseason, it seems appropriate to start predicting these playoffs, how it's going to pan out. So in the two buys, in the first seed, we got Pat. He's got a buy. Adam password is Taco somehow finding him stumbling into the second seed. He also gets a bye. Our two wild card matchups as they appear right now. We got four versus five, Dan versus Mize, and a three versus six. You got yours truly against Tort. Um, you know, it should be a good playoffs. Um, you know, are the best teams in the playoffs? Uh, we'll see. Uh, highly debatable. Highly debatable. <laughs> highly debatable. I mean, you know, you have our you have your top six seeds there. Who's the worst team out of those six? Pat and Tort. Dan. No, it's not Dan. Dan's like obviously the heavy favorite. I don't know how he's not. Dan's slipping. Dan's slipping. <laughs> I think Newman's a massive Pat hater, and I'm jumping on that train. Pat, worst team in the top six. No. I mean, once he gets McCaffrey back, though, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Pat, Dan, uh, Matt, you're still technically in the running. If you can go six and zero to finish out the season, seven and six makes the playoffs. Seven and six does make the playoffs. Fast. I think, I think six and seven makes the season, to be honest. Six, seven, I, or the playoffs. Yeah. Six and seven can make it. Six and seven, I think, historically, if you look back, probably makes it more often than not. What are we, the fucking Eastern Conference? Goddamn. We should, uh, the NFC East? Yeah, yeah, the NFC East. Um, let's look at the Sacco standings right now. Um, we got seven versus eight. Rob falling faster than uh, Newton's apple. Uh, you should get that one, Rob. You're a physics major. Um, you know, him <laughs> on the 7-8 matchup. And then the 9-10 matchup, Carrick and um, our guest today, the Shamwow Wizards, really rough. Um, but, yeah, most likely Sacco. Most likely Sacco. Who do we got? Newman, you want to kick us off? Who do you got for most likely Sacco? Other than yourself. Yeah, I'm definitely in there. But <laughs> all right, here's the thing. So I think the obvious answer is here's the, here's the thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But I've done I've done my research. It's not going to be Carrick. It will not be the Shamwell Wizards. It will be one of three teams. Uh-huh. And it won't be this first team. It won't be Pat because he's six and one. But his team is looking absolutely brutal in week 16. He will not win a championship. I guarantee it. Mm, I buy that. We look at and here are the two most likely Sacco contenders in my opinion. Bridger coming, John Chang, awful week sixteen, and Tort. Tort's team, led by Cam Newton right now, is a disaster. Joe Mixon, with the injuries, I think that, and he's got no wide receiver depth or depth after that besides Derrick Henry. I think he's in big trouble. I think that, um, and and Carrick with Michael Thomas back and Deontay Johnson, and Miles Sanders, who plays the, the Cardinals, I think, in the, in the Cowboys, weeks 15 and 16. It's worth noting that week 16 is, not, is a non-relevant game for the losing, the loser bracket. Week 15 is the Sacco game. 
Week 15 is the soccer game? Week 15 is the soccer game. All the research you did last year. Wait a minute. I feel like we debate this every year. I'm going to make it really clear. Right now, we're talking about it. No, 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 no. Week 15 is the Sacco Bowl. It always has been. What? Newman, what do we say every year? What do we say every week on this podcast? This is a dictatorship, not a democracy. How can you but the but the seven and eight seed play each other weeks fourteen? Week fourteen. So that means week fifth week fifteen, the loser the loser Yeah, no, no, no. Week fifteen, the loser yeah, of the, each game is the Sacco. Yeah. So the Sacco. No, no, no. No. Because it's 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 scheduled so the seven and eight have an advantage over the nine and ten. We do, Dude, we do this every fucking year. It's this week 16 is the tackle game. We do it every fucking year. And we're never going to stop doing it. <laughs> or we, we can add like an addendum at the end of this or whatever. Um, it's week 16 is the tackle bowl. I will neither confirm nor deny that it's week 16, and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> it's every year. I don't know. <laughs> Someone's going to get – this this year's Sacco will have to get the rule tattooed on themselves as a reminder. That's uh that's the best way to um, prevent this from happening. I know the fucking rule. It's week sixteen. I'm not getting so much. That makes sense. I will plan the Vegas trip though if I'm the Sacco. I'll do a great job. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's circle back next we'll week. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Okay. <laughs> we'll circle back week sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, now let's move on here. All right, that's enough of that. It's time for this week's rundown, the big rundown, the whole three yards, the full fucking foot long. Adam, take it away. All right, matchup one this week, we have Poon. I'm a dirty girl, Meisenheimer, with 140.9. Whooping Matt, I'm taking my girlfriend's last name, Muller, with a week 125.3. Poon was highlighted by Calvin Ridley's 17 and the Chiefs stick bringing 21 inches. Bust from Mike Evans at 4.5 and, and David Montgomery at 9.4. Matt saw a crazy game from Devontae Adams with 38 and a respectable 17.5 from Keenan Allen. Rob, Mr. Toshito's advertisement Garkowski with 14 and he saw total bust from Mahomes with 12 and Chris, if you park in the wrong neighborhood, someone will break into your car sim with 4.6. Absolutely crazy stuff. Matchup two of the week, we had Rob, we had Rick. Carrick got blow over the win. Irwin scored a big 150.9, while Rob playing guitar is not a personality trait, only hitting 140.9. For Carrick, the boomer, Kyler, I used to date Murray, 37. While DJ Khaled Moore, all he does is win, 25.3. In the bus section, James waved the white flag, couldn't even break a point. And the bad bench decision, is that Adam's girlfriend? Because it did not exist this week. On Rob's side, uh, Deshaun Watson, 24. Tyler no longer a little Boyd with 22, but busting James Conner needed more, couldn't even break 13. And Noah might need to go to the Phantom of Youth, can only get five. With a bad bench decision, Chase Edmonds with 18. In the matchup, the third matchup of the week, we had Adam, everyone likes my dad more than the re- me, Israeli, against Tort, shouldn't you be better at golf for Toriello? Adam, 129.28, beating Tort, who can only, couldn't even break 100, 90.92. News, there's a new Justin Herbert, wait, news just, sorry, news Justin, Herbert's a star with 40 points, while James saying hello to Mrs. Robinson with 30 points, booming for Adam. In the bus section, Edelman couldn't break two, and Cleveland D browning the bed with only two points. The bad, the bad bench decision for Adam, much like Hunter Biden's emails, were nowhere to be found this week. On tort side, tort side Giovanni St. Bernard was a dog with 18 points, and Cole went full Beasley mode with 16.7. On the bus side, Cam might need some fig newtons after that, after he posted negative points, and CD had a low-scoring lamb with only .1. On the bad bench side, a sterling performance from Shepard on the bench, who almost hit 15. Matchup four this week, we saw Gideon versus Dan. Gideon probably likes to be called Daddy Tamir, dropping 165, versus Dan definitely likes to be called Daddy to Rappaport, dropping 99.12. Gideon saw booms out of Aaron Rodgers and Tyler. This guy is a wide receiver one, Lockett for 45. From the bus side, he saw George nothing hot this week, Kittle with eight, and Zeke with a flop of biblical proportions at five and a half points. His bad bench decision was Boston, the best city in America, Scott, with 16. Dan saw 21 points from Todd. Damn, girly! While bust came from Lil Ben at 12 and a half, and Josh Jacobs with four and a half, and Donkey Kong Metcalf with three and a half. This week's bad bench decision for Dan was highlighted by by Joe 
as <laughs> would burrowed himself Dan, <laughs> Dan burrowed himself towards a loss leaving the Bengals QB on the bench matchup 5 saw Pat will Doc let you go to Vegas next year Digidio winning with 114.8 absolutely appalling and John how old are you even Chang with 112.12 Pat saw booms from Chris What's a king to a Godwin with 19.3 and A.J. Brown with 26.3. He saw Bills wide receiver Stefan digs himself a support performance with 7.8 and Keenan Cole dropping a measly 1.7. On bad bench decisions, he left Randall corn on the cob with 13 points. John saw a great game out of Dangerous Wilson with 30 and Captain Kirk with 18.2. Jarek McKinnon dropped zero, a big fat... He was also highlighted by Robert. I can't believe you fumbled that ball, Woods, with 4.1, and Travis Kelsey with a weak 4.6. John left Brandon Ayukiak with 14.5 on the bench. And that rounds out our big rundown. Okay, so we're at week seven, as I mentioned at the top of the pod. We have some mid-season awards to hand out. Um, you know, hand-picked by me and Adam, um, really trying to recognize the best and the worst of this league. Um, you know, for all your hard work and effort and all your failures, just as equally so. So, um, Adam. What? Sorry. <laughs> first, um, first, uh, first award you want to give out today. Yeah, we're going to go best first half. And the award We're going to give it to the team that has the best record, Pat. Six and one, big D, Patty D, best first half. Definitely the best first half, um, especially considering um, how not good his team is. Really couldn't have hoped for anything better for himself. Um, that is very true. Our second award um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the worst first half of the year. Newman, who won this award? Uh, looks like it's going to be me, just based on your spreadsheet here. <laughs> the spreadsheet does not lie. The spreadsheet does not lie. Um, really tough, man. One and six. Um, maybe Pat can give you some wins. Uh, I don't know. Um, to redistribute the wealth. Rough. I mean, I definitely could take some tips on defense from Pat. That's for sure. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of. doing. I don't have the saber metrics in front of me, but I bet that I have some of the closest matchups out of anybody in the league. Yeah. Um, Adam, what's our third award? Third award goes to the best single game performance of the season, which goes to Dan in week five with 181.36 points. That was actually insane. A lot of points. Especially in the one QB era and the half PPR. I believe Rob did 200 last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, there has been a 200-point game. I believe Rob broke 200 last year. Wow. That'd be interesting to see, like, the top all-time performances. I would love to see that. Yeah. Stay tuned. Rob was a close second in this category, riding off that Aaron Jones week um, when he was still like flying high top of the league and everyone was like, oh shit, Rob might be for real this year. Um, but you know, time has told its tale. Um, worst single game performance of the week. No surprises for this one. I mean, you know, we started off 0-5. So Carrick, um, putting up a measly 84.8 in week three. Pretty sure Adam beat that with his best three players this week. So really rough, uh, rough go that week for uh, Carrick. Um, person on the up, me and Adam talked about this a little bit. I, we had Poon on the up, really on the up. Um, you know, looking at rosters post-draft and he started off the season not so hot. Ended up four and three in the playoffs. I, I think the season's looking bright for him. Yeah, we like Poon here. We like Poon here at the LS FFL Weekly Weekend Podcast Experience Show. Yes, we like Poon here. <laughs> um, on the down, Adam, he's on the down. On the down, you know... You know, I think if it asked us last week on the down, we would have said something different. But now, reflecting on the whole season, we're going to put Bert Bird on the down. We think Rob's headed the wrong direction. Yeah. Rob is the Enron of this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, wherever you're going, turn around. Uh, if you're going the wrong way, um, figure it out. Going nowhere. I don't know what this exactly means, but it just feels right to who we awarded it to. So, with no further ado. Dort. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It, I think honestly, either Tort is Tort is on the is on the edge. He's either just going to sneak into the playoffs or he's just going to be into the sack of playoffs. I think he's really on the verge. I think where he is right now, which is on the verge of that, is like where he uh, where he should be. Um, and I think that's an excellent award for Tort too, because once he's in the sack of playoffs, you know he's a contender. Like you know he's just going to do what he does and be right up there with the bet. You know. I'm expecting some salty messages from Tort tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> I got him last week. 
Um, okay, um, our next award, we came up with it um, on Monday night. Biggest choke. No surprises here. Goes to Paul George. I'm just <laughs> kidding. It goes to John Chang. What's the difference? Oh. Hey, um, John, I mean, uh, we talked about this earlier, but just the worst loss. Honestly, <laughs> 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 to like pick a worst loss, please, John. Are literally standing in the front of the TV screaming because I think our bets have hit at this point or not hit. And we're just screaming for John to win the game and he just couldn't pull it out. Um, it was like watching Mighty Ducks in reverse or something. If you weren't know. sure, if I wasn't sure of it before, I'm now, I'm now sure that life is not fair. Absolutely not. Um, if Pat doesn't capitalize on the season, by the way, I don't know how he's going to live with himself, to be honest. Probably will. Probably will. That's pretty a positive guy. Oh, really? Sure thing. No. Pat's, Pat's got the can-do attitude that half his league could use. Yeah. Newman, you could learn a thing or two. Nah, Pour yourself up on your um, cleat laces. What? <laughs> uh, he, he's saying pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah, but in football yeah. terms. Um, I mean, yeah. Last one. Um, last award of the, of the week. Um, We've actually got a dual award, dual winner award for the last award. We've got best podcasters and best teams in the league. Gideon, who's getting it? Well, um, Adam, you're one of the you're one of the winners, and I'll be damned, Gideon. You're also a winner. Oh, good job, man! Woo! <laughs> wow, that's great, guys. Have fun with each other tonight. <laughs> we will. I flew down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Now let's move on here to the deeper dive. Um. We're gonna go back and look through. Uh. Take a deeper look at all these individual matchups. Some storylines are coming out of it. These individual matchups. Uh. First matchup of the week that we're gonna look at. We got Poon versus Newman. Um, you know, Newman, tough loss. What are you taking away from this week? I mean, I'm a little bit encouraged despite the loss. Devontae <laughs> Adams is just an absolute beast. I think if Patrick Mahomes or Clyde Edwards-Alaire doesn't get pulled before the start of the fourth quarter, we win that game. Um, and I think if the Chiefs' defense doesn't have two touchdowns, we win that game too because I think that gives Patrick Mahomes and Clyde a better chance to score because they were just unstoppable that entire game if you couldn't watch them. Like, Denver defense is, is atrocious this year. Um, I don't know. We're pretty deep, although we didn't score too many points. Keenan <laughs> Allen's reception beast, and then Chase Claypool is an absolute bust with 0.8 points. He's a um, guy. Definitely they- really salty. I dropped Bronk for Robert Tanyan. Bronk is looking like, you know, Matt Barry saying – Matthew Barry is saying Gronk is now in NFL season form where he was in the first six weeks, mm. and he's probably a tight end one the rest of, rest of the season. Yeah, that could be. That could be the worst drop of the year. It could be. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of pass catchers on that team, yeah. especially with Antonio Brown signing. So, right, right. We'll see, but um, definitely this week, big regret. So. Well, I just want to go out with something you said. You said that the Chiefs are almost too good, and that's honestly a good point because, you know, here we have Adam who's playing a bunch of Minnesota guys who's a trash team, but they play a lot of garbage time, and he's just spending, you know, the third and fourth quarter just cleaning up points through Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, right? And Adam Thielen so, and, and Dalvin Cook. So there's, there, you know, <laughs> exactly. So there, there, <laughs> there's a logic to taking the best players on bad teams. Um, there's something to be said about that, especially yeah. for pass catchers. You know, it'd be interesting for someone to run an analysis, you know, to see, um, like, fantasy champions who's on that team versus actual NFL good teams. So, um, yeah, I'm scared about this week with the Jets coming up. Like, it's probably going to be the first half they, they only play. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you start Edwards later this week, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, for you, um, rough, man. Uh, you shouldn't be worried about Le'Veon. You know, it doesn't seem like he's getting the ball too much. So, Edwards later retaining his uh, usage. Chris Carson and injuries. What's going on there? I mean, he's an injury-prone guy, right, Gideon? I think you know better than anybody else. Better than us. Uh, so, he's, he, I think his pass-catching work has been a good surprise this year, and he's been a solid, solid um, pick as, a, I think, a fourth or fifth-round draft pick. So, mm-hmm. I've been really happy with him, but um, the injuries are a concern, yeah. Yeah. Um, on Poon's side, great pickup with Gronk. Daryl Henderson, Jr., definitely cooling off. But, you know, Poon, on the rise, man. I think he's a legitimate contender. You know, Poon dropped 140 this week. I don't see any reason he can't do it again. He's got, he's got a strong team. When you got Calvin Ridley as your backbone, yeah. you're going to be relevant. I mean, and also Alvin Kamara, too. We can't 
and oh, Alvin Kamara. Even better. I think he's easily the fantasy MVP so far. He's an automatic touchdown and like four catches a week, five catches, I'd say. Like 18 points a game is is a bad game for Alvin Kamara. That's how good he is. He's projected for 20. He didn't, he didn't hit his projections, still hit 19. Absolutely crazy projecting for 20. Yeah. Um, when your worst running back is, you know, his RB2 slot is a little sus. Darren Hudson Jr. and David Montgomery. Not, not hot on either of those they're guys. They're tailing off, and he doesn't have – unless Le'Veon Bell suddenly picks it up for um, for KC, I don't see that getting a lot better. But he has solid depth at wide receiver. I think Brandon Cooks is only going to get better as the season gets on for Houston. Brandon Cooks is a, is, a, is a solid flex play rest of the season. Yeah, flex wide receiver three in my opinion. I'm surprised – oh, no, actually I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. it's big boomer bust. Like half his team is the Atlanta Falcons, and if the Atlanta Falcons have a tough matchup, then it's it's not going to go great for him. Right. I mean, Julio Jones has that ankle injury. I think that's going to be nagging him all year. So it's going to be a health issue, I think, for Poon. But he's got the players to to make a run. Mike Evans stock down just to note because of Antonio Brown, um, that offensive and Gronk you know, and the, and, yeah, and Gronk now being relevant in the offense and Cameron Braid stepping up a little bit too. I mean, like you said, there's just I mean, Scotty Miller, I think, 15-plus points today. Really? This week. I mean, the Bucs are, 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 are hedging into offense by ha- Hackers wide receiver committee problems on fantasy. Even pass pitchers, too. Even the, but he the, does still have three quarterbacks, and at this point in the season, you've got to question the management. Yeah, but my man is four and three, so he's doing like he, – he can trade. He can trade a quarterback, package it with a wide receiver. Give a Willie. And he could. Willie, but Willie – I mean, Drew Brees and Matt Stafford are absolutely droppable players. Matt Stafford is a droppable player. He's only broken 20 once this season. Okay, yeah, so that's just taking up space. Um, he has an empty bench spot as well, so Poon. Um, Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Poon, do you listen to the pod? Poon, if you listen to the pod, blink twice. <laughs> I don't think he listens. I don't know. I think we, how many listeners do you have? Do you have, like – We have 10. We, have we, get, we get 10 a week, and we have one female listening, actually. So, so I don't know oh. who – we have a female who listened. I don't know who. But if, if you're the female that listens to our pod, A, we're sorry, and B, let's know who you are. <laughs> C, and we're single. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on. Matchup number two of the week. Um, Rob versus Rob, Rick. Yeah, Rob versus Rick. Um, Carrick, two and five. Like, you know, we were, I was shitting on him for the whole Jets bit, but, like, he's back, and I think he, you know, he – he warrants, he warrants consideration for a comeback. Rick um, needs four and two to make the playoffs this year. Four and two is doable. Four and two, very doable. Four and two is doable. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyler Murray is excellent. He, I think he's, he's only had one or zero weeks outside of the top 10 as QB1. Oh, um, yeah. So he's been fantastic. And Deontay Johnson is probably the number one receiver on the Steeler right now. So, right. Uh, outside of injury, and I already said on Miles Sanders, probably the Eagles have the best, most friendly playoff or fantasy playoff schedule. So Miles Sanders down the stretch is going to be dangerous. And Rojo has established himself as the number one running back in Tampa. So right, it's not a bad team for, for all the shit that Carrick gets. I don't think he's like the front runner for the Saka. I totally agree. You know, Rick made a trade with Gideon. Two weeks ago, he got TJ Hawkinson and Ronald Jones for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he had Kyler, so he's ready to give away Aaron. And adding TJ and Ronald, massive. Yeah, that was a really good trade for him. And I, th- I mean, I think that was like a true win-win for both parties because yeah, – True win-win. Thank you. And I, those are rare to find in fantasy. But, I mean, when you have three quarterbacks, like, you just have to trade one. And if you can get any value, I think that's a win. I want to I wanna use this as an example for the rest of the league. The trading is a viable option during the year. No matter what Pat sends you, like, there is some value in there. Um, and I think, you know, the league, obviously, you know, rosters will be uh, sliced down a little bit next year. But I think there is value in trading. Um, yeah, Ronald, Ronald Jones looking to be a solid RB2 for the rest of the year for sure. DJ Moore. Um, let's talk about DJ Moore real quick. This guy is coming on the last three weeks. He went – uh, 19, three weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, 11, and this week, 25.3. His next, next matchup is against Atlanta, which is looking good, um, and a pretty favorable uh, schedule, in my opinion, other than maybe – actually, eh. A message question. All of DJ Moore's big games came, came directly inversely with Carolina's running backs having good games. So when CMC was in town or when Mike Davis had a good game, uh, 
DJ Moore did nothing. CMC's coming back in a week or two. Do you think that impacts DJ Moore? Well, absolutely. But at the same time, you know, it's He's still a starter. It's, it's CMC catching the ball out of the backfield or maybe the slot versus DJ Moore, you know, running routes downfield. So, um, you know, I think it's I saw the emergence that. Of, of Robbie Anderson there, which was a little bit of a surprise, kind of a target hog, though. I mean, yeah, he's been that. taking up most of the targets in, in Carolina. Well, DJ Moore's a deep threat. He has not broken, he's broken four receptions only twice. Right. That's a very so, hit or miss. So he's a hit or miss guy. Um, he's a bit of a Justin Jefferson, maybe, but, you know, it's um it's big plays with him. Carrick is gonna get Michael Thomas back. Um, he's got two solid Miami wide receivers. Like this guy, this guy's in it. This guy's Carrick's in it for sure. Carrick's in it. Um, calling it now. Carrick makes the playoffs. Carrick no. makes the playoffs. Yep. Carrick does not make the playoffs, but I don't think Carrick is a sacker. That's my take. Mm. I expect Carrick to finish strong with a minimum four wins. Four and two gets him in. Four on four in the season. Four in the season. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I can take that. Um, let's look at the other side of the ball here. Um, what's Rob. going on? Yeah, Rob, Rob having a you slide. know, I, you know, early in the season we were all really hot on Rob, and the chatter around the around the league office is that that love is dying. Let me tell you something. My sources inside the Burt Burt um, organization is Rob is on the hot seat. Hey, Rob might Rob might get fired this year. They're looking at I mean, when you're starting AJ Green in your flex, like it's questionable. I mean, he had a decent game, but I dropped AJ Green because he's bad. He's not not worthy of a roster spot this year. He's been tough, and no offense with the injuries he's had. Yeah, weak spot at the tight end spot right now. Um, obviously, Aaron Jones sitting out and Nick Chubb on the sidelines. I think that Rob could easily rebound for a playoff push, um, but. He's struggling right now. And at, at three and four, he needs to worry about getting into the playoffs, not so much making the push at the end. Absolutely. No, could not, couldn't have said it better myself. You know, he's got Chase Edmonds now. Looks like Kenny Drake's going to be up for some time. Right. That could really give Rob the push he needs while he waits for the rest of his team to get healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I love Edmonds going forward. One of the things about Rob that I just know, and I just noticed looking through is that he's taking up roster spots with handcuffs. He's really, he's really worried about his injury. So he's got, you know, he's got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. He's got um, – what's his face? Where's Benny he? Snell yeah, and Benny James Snell Connor. and James Conner. So, you know, that's, that's, that's dead roster spots that you have no flexibility with with the rest of your, rest of your roster. He's got real problems. I don't mind this. He's got real problems. He's got such ends. deep benches. You have that luxury this year. This we year. do have deep benches. It's true. Like, like especially – and he's got that Alexander Madison, though, without Dalvin Cook. I mean, that's a questionable handcuff, especially when Madison – who's been the feature back a number of times in the last two years with Dalvin Cook absent. I mean, he's done nothing with yeah. the spotlight on him. So I'm, I'm, an, I'm an Alexander Madison holder in some other leagues, and I'm, it's questionable whether or not you should drop him. You know, it's worth taking a, a, a tangent right now to mention that I put a message out in the group about shrinking the benches next year. It seems like the, the, the league is aligned that we're going to get rid of two, one to three spots. I mean, personally, I love that we have the RB wide receiver and wide receiver tight end flex. I think it's just a little bit of a unique differentiator. I would not mind shrinking the bench by one spot. I'm thinking, I, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of pro flex people. Pro, one overall flex. But I like, I like what you said, Matt. But I definitely think we need to get rid of one to two bench spots regardless. Yeah, make it more competitive, especially in a 10 team. I mean, there's no, there's no waiver wire. Yeah. Exactly. There's no waiver wire. You, there's no t- I haven't had a tough decision of who to drop. I'm holding Ever. on to fucking Frank Gore. Like, nobody needs Frank Gore on their roster. I'm having just because I just might, you can. As well, might as well because I can. So, you know, there's um, you know, the, Rob's team right now, perfect illustration of that. Um, the only thing I'd say about Rob's team further, no offense, not looking like he can hold, you know, he can stay healthy. So, Rob's got real tight end issues. Like, I, I don't know where he, Dallas Goddard, IR. Um, I don't know where he I goes. Tight end has been a brutal spot. I mean, every year. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. always. Should have taken Gronk. Okay, uh, let's move it on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adam versus Tort. Uh, I mean, headline here, OBJ out for the season. That mean, that mean Tort's out for the season? Tort's been out for the season. Tort started the season out for the season. Tort's, Tort's the same record as you. I'm a, I'm a higher scorer than him. Tort's the same record as you. That does not fit my narrative, so we're not going to pay attention to that. I mean, Tort, Tort is in trouble with no Odell, with no Dak throwing CD the ball. With Juju Smith-Schuster being the third option on his own team, I mean, 
And then the implosion of Cam Newton over the last two weeks. I think that Cam is going to rebound, but right now Cam was looking just awful. Like he got benched for fucking Stidham. So, yeah, Torch in a tough spot. You could you could very easily anybody with a very solid QB two. Looking at you, Adam Justin Herbert dropping forty points in this matchup um, could loot Torch running backs and wide receivers for a solid QB. Jordan Herbert on the block for just for you though, just for you. Herbert on your block. <laughs> I yeah. think that with like the parity of the league this year, like I really don't think there's that many awful teams. Like I think that similar to the NFL, on any given week, most teams can upset like the quote unquote favorite. So I mean, it's really important to look at the value of these teams going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that Torts Arrow is pointing down. Yeah. I think that he is almost a lock to miss the playoffs and probably end up in the Sacco Bowl. That's bold when you, you sub 500 to make the playoffs. Will you stick that in the microwave and make that a hot take? Oh, it's absolutely a hot take being four and three right now. But, I mean, there's like, I think, six more games left this season. Games left. Six games. That's a long season, and only six teams can make the playoffs. And with, I mean, Carrick probably on the up. going to get a couple more wins out there. I mean, I know I'm going to get a few more wins. I'd be surprised if I don't f- finish with at least four wins. Uh, not enough to make the playoffs, but enough to spoil somebody else's dreams. Well, on the positive side for new, um, for Tort, you know, Sterling Shepard may be looking like he could play himself in the starting contention, and Leonard Fournette starting to get more touches in Tampa Bay. Um, so it's not all doom and gloom, but I would make a – if I was Tort, I'd make a move for a QB at this point. It's not looking great um, on that front for sure. Not Only 90 points this week. I think it was this week's lowest score. I actually think Dan was. No, no, you, you're right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, let's switch over to the other side. Um, Adam, great week for you, man. Um, I mean, this is my bye hold week. On, hold on, hold on. No, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redact what I just said. I'm gonna take that back. Justin Herbert, Kareem Hunt, and James Robinson had a great week. The rest of your team <laughs> was terrible. Damn, Justin Herbert dropped 40 points. Yeah, I will say this once. Maybe twice, I like saying it. I was missing my QB1, RB1, wide receiver 1, and wide receiver 2. And I was still drop 130 this week. Because Justin Herbert. You have a pretty good team, no doubt. Like, 125, and needed 40 from Devontae Adams. Okay. Right? Well, Newman's 1-6. and six. What are we talking about here? Like, you do have a problem, though. Like, when we come to these crucial week 15, week 16 weeks, I think we can start talking about that now, being halfway through the season. Okay. I mean, with no Mike Davis – with no Kareem Hunt, or at least half Kareem Hunt. I don't need either of them. Diminish Kareem Hunt, for sure. Yeah, but, like, you do. Like, it's I've got I've got Austin Eckler coming back in two weeks. And, I, and I've, got, I've got depth. Is Austin Eckler the – I think San Diego is a bit of a running back. Right so, Kareem Hunt, is a, Kareem Hunt is a solid flex play yeah. the whole season. Right. Dalvin Cook is going to come back and be ready to go. I, I can lose Mike Davis, no problem. My team is ready to go. I mean, yeah, it's a solid team. I'm just pointing out that your current starters, at least this week, yeah. might fade away throughout the season. They no, will. You're also depending. Okay, hold. You're also depending on Kirk Cousins to get Adam Thielen the ball. So. Look, I will say this: Week 14, I'm playing the Vikings are playing Tampa Bay. Week 15, I'm playing Chicago. That is not a good week. Week 15 matchup for me. That that will probably be the spear of my season. Week 15. When the Vikings are the best defense in the league. We like the humility. Those are the money weeks. Those are the money weeks. Anyway, I'm, I'm poised for a bye, but I'm, I'm, I'm historically known for blowing the bye. Every, everybody is known for blowing the bye. You no, know I, blow, I blow the most by. You know why, you know why Dan keeps winning? It's because he, he has a very mediocre season, pulls a fucking New York Giants, and just goes off in the playoffs. He's probably going to do again this year, let's be honest. He does it every fucking year, though, so I don't understand. <laughs> Is it just luck every year? No, it's because you got to keep your team on your on the feet, right? Like you know, you need that you need that sharpness week in and week out. Once you take a week off, you know, you're you're kind of you're you know you're making sus decisions here and there. I mean, there's something to be said about playing like not from the front. Like if you come out too hot and you just go undefeated, like I think maybe, maybe Pat has done, he has no priority waiver selection. Like whatever you know, hot waiver pickup there is this week, and there's there always is one or two great pickups each week. You just don't get them as a front runner, like, whereas the Shaman Wizards sitting in perfect position to pick up maybe a Carlos Hyde this week, like, you know, we're dangerous. We're, we're always on our toes, always ready to make the upset. And I, I think that 
that is one of the key elements of fantasy football is just being able to be flexible and plugging in those pieces week to week because it's not always about the best player. It's about the best matchup. Right. And so I think that skill is only going to be enhanced once we cut down the bench as well. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, anything else on this matchup, guys? I think we covered it all. What if yeah. we chop into Gideon versus Dan? High score of the week over here. High score of the week. But I'm going to let you guys go first so I can really just soak up the applause. But go ahead. We'll talk about a couple things. We, you know, we already mentioned your trade, but maybe you want to mention. Well, you know, obviously Dak snapping his ankle, throwing a wrench into my season. Also kind of fucking over Zeke. We can talk about it in a second. But, yeah, honestly, great trade for me. Aaron Rodgers, top five QB uh, in my book. Um, he's a get, you know, now Devonta Adams is back, you know, he's only going to get better. Uh, especially with Aaron Jones on the sideline running game, a little bit diminished, but yeah, I think great trade for me. You know, I had to pick basically between miles Gaskin and, um, Ronald Jones and had to pick Ronald Jones just because of the threat of Leonard Fournette. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm feeling pretty good. TJ Hawkinson. That's my second wide receiver. I got George Kittle, George Kittle's, you know, top three tight end. Uh, so you know, OBJ out for the season. Jarvis Landry stock skyrocketing right now. DeAndre Hopkins finally showing up. Tyler Lockett, man. I mean, is there anything else to say? The guy, this is the third, second time he's caught three touchdowns in the game. Second highest individual fantasy performance of the season, player-wise. I'm feeling good. David Johnson having a good week. You know, the only thing that worries me is Zeke. And um, I honestly don't know if it's going to get better, if I'm going to be completely honest. It looks like you're going to be fine with it, even with Zeke scoring five to 10 a game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think you can count on Tyler Lockett to put up 45 each week. <laughs> 20. I mean, like, it, it, like that's all you can kind of say is like fucking Tyler Lockett. Like the dude, when the dude drops, how, what did he have? 200 yards, three yeah. touchdowns. Something like that. Uh, I mean, but yeah. 15 catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns. Sickening. That's what, I mean, he, he obviously is capable of doing that, and especially when DK Metcalf has absolutely nothing this week, like two receptions for 15 yards, um, and besides a sick chase down. Oh, that <laughs> should have been worth some points. Yeah, I was thinking worth some points, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Gideon's team's looking solid. I, I agree with the Jarvis Landry take with Odell Beckham out. George Kittle, obviously a top tight end. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's going to be a solid, solid weekly start for sure. Tied, uh, QB1 rest of the season. Zeke, though, is the big question mark. I think that Zeke probably delivers you, you know, borderline RB2, RB1 weeks yeah. Yeah. from here on out. Um, definitely not like the top five running back you thought you drafted. Um, yeah. And that is for sure your one weak spot is your running back position. Like I just personally can't rely on – David Johnson, Zeke, Miles Gaskin. Oh, I mean, Miles Gaskin, a, a solid RB2. Solid RB2. You've got three RB2s, I think, week in, week out. And again, matchup dependent. Like you could run into some tough weeks. Um, I haven't fully, you know, looked at your schedule, but your receivers are certainly the strong suit of your, your squad right now. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, yeah. I'm not confident in the Buffalo D, but they've had two good weeks against two bad teams. Um, got Boston Scott. We'll see what happens to Boston Scott. He may have played himself into contention for this week. We'll see what happens. I think Zeke is on by. Uh, Miles Sanders comes back at his team. There's his backfield. Well, in the meantime, in the meantime. Um, but, yeah, I'm honestly feeling real good about my team. I think everyone else should feel real good about my team as well. And I know you guys all agree. Um, but I'm happy for you. On that, on that point, I'm going to segue into – Oh, we got to talk about Dan's team. Oh, we got to talk about Dan's team. Big Ben. Um, I think Joe Burrow – that's Joe Burrow's spot now. Dan is Joe Burrow and Big Ben. Are we think beginning, I think that Joe Burrow should be Dan's starter going forward. What do you think, Matt? I mean, I think, again, this is a kind of a matchup-dependent thing. He plays in a really tough division. I know he's got at least one or two more games against Baltimore and the Steelers each. Like, that is – brutal on quarterbacks um i haven't looked at the rest of the schedule but he's certainly a good play in a good matchup um and then big ben like i think he's solid too he's got a ton of weapons around him he obviously didn't perform this week but i think that's you know going to be more of the exception so i mean i'm hot on dan's team unfortunately i i really don't want to say this but dan is absolutely the favorite to win this year with his wide receiver depth and then the you know 
Josh Jacobs, who's only going to get better, he put up 4.6 points this week. It's because they didn't play with, like, half of their offensive line. Right, that was COVID. I mean, like, Josh Jacobs is a good player. Um, He's got pretty solid tight end. I think John Smith is a top five tight end this year. Um, Evan Evan Ingram is a solid backup despite, you know, his inconsistencies and his inability to catch any pass in the fourth quarter. (laughs) I mean, Raheem Mostert, when he comes back, is the starting running back for the 49ers who are, like, probably, you know, top five running back backfield in the NFL. Uh, And then highlighted by Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf, like, his team can just kind of go off any week. And, like, knowing Dan, he's going to go off weeks 15 and 16. So – you know, I'm calling that this is probably a Dan year. Dan like playoffs. It's fucking Dan decade. Should we don't we don't need it. We, we don't need to start making that a thing. Um, <laughs> I, I'm taking the field. I'm taking the field against Dan. I'm taking the field against Dan. No way, Dan fucking wins this year. I mean, I like like I think if I was a line sitter, I put him at minus two hundred. I mean, plus two hundred, plus two hundred. That's pretty high odds for a guy who's four and three. Yeah. Wow. Wait, he's he's going to be the fifth seed, and he's just – I'll take it. I'll take it. I would take plus 200 for Dan. I mean, maybe we should go on the No Free Bets podcast, but, I mean, that. I'd love to see some lines for this season. We have to see if we can legalize sports betting in our, uh, in our universe, but I'm sure we can swing it with the dictator. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay, I'll, I'll be the house. Let's keep let's keep going here. Let's keep going here. Um, last match of the week: Pat versus John. Moment of silence for John. Robert Woods didn't. Robert Woods literally could have torn his ACL. Someone could have shot Robert Woods in the face, and you know, instead of what happened there, that is that is one of the most, that's probably the most insane way I've any seen anybody lose a any football game. A wide receiver running a jet sweep to fumble the ball. I'm going to give Rob Lando a little call out for saying, I hope Robert Woods doesn't fumble the ball. <laughs> Proceeding a four plays later where Robert Weeds yeah. fumbles the ball. Absolutely insane. Um, Newman, have you ever seen anything like that? That was absolutely brutal. I was watching that game. And then especially, I know our, our league man, Pat, or PFF, whatever his name is on this podcast. <laughs> uh, that was a brutal beat on his uh, bet oh, there. Yeah. To lose – on the under with the defensive score on that sort of fumble, like, Oh yeah. And it was like a thousand dollars to do 10 to win a thousand. Like you don't see those two often almost hitting. <laughs> so uh, that sucks, Pat. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, that's brutal. And with that, I think with that fumble is, is like pretty metaphorical of John's season. He just hasn't been able to play good defense this entire year. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else besides John Shank? Right, it's bad offense translating into bad fantasy defense. It's it's, it's the same thing every year for John. Bad fantasy defense. John, we keep telling you, you don't listen. I don't know what he's got. I mean, unfortunately, you look at John's team here, it's not going to get any better. Like, the dude is in trouble. He needed that win desperately. There's a big difference between three and four and two and five. He is very much so in the Sacco contention. I think probably the number one most likely person for Sacco. Maybe outside of myself. Derek McKinnon gonna lose out to Raheem Mostert. Um, his bench isn't inspiring. Robert Woods, the Rams wide receivers are just under under yeah. delivering this year. I think Josh Reynolds is the only like risky play that you could justify playing out of that uh, out of that set. Um, yeah. Uh, on the other side, Pat, you know. Doing what Pat does and scoring under 120 points. You no, know, when Pat gets, I hate to say, it, when Pat gets CMC back, Pat's a Pat's, ba- Pat's back to 130 again a week, 120 a week. I mean, I disagree. Like, I think that Pat is in big trouble. I think Kenyon Drake, oh, done for the season with this injury. I mean, not not like NFL wise, but fantasy wise. Kenny Drake comes back three, four weeks from now. I don't think he has a starting job. I think it's Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds is a better running back right now for that offense. He's more of the pass catching work. I think Kenny Drake is maybe at best a flex. And then outside of that, he has, I mean, obviously McCaffrey, um, but really nobody else at the running back position, which is always kind of the most important position in fantasy football anchored by Josh Allen, who's been excellent at the first four five, six games of this year but really kind of, you know, tapered off, especially when you saw a matchup against the Jets and he puts up 16 points. Right. 
I think Pat's in big trouble despite the 6-1 record. In fact, almost because of the 6-1 record, with no ability to maneuver on the waivers for, for top priority, I think Pat is a playoff team just because he started the season 6-1. and one, But I don't think he has much of a chance to win the championship this year. Well, back on that Josh Allen point, I mean, the last three games, he's gotten 16, 15, 16. And that was, um, nope, that's just not going to cut it. And as his production goes down, so does Stephon Diggs, who's his best wide receiver. So uh, he has A.J. Brown, who's been coming on strong. Um, we'll see if Ryan Tannehill can keep getting him the ball. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he doesn't have good plays off the bench, I don't think. You know, maybe Marquise Brown, but Henry Ruggs is very inconsistent. Randall Cobb showing flashes. And Antonio Brown, that's a, you know, new guy in a new team. We've seen this so many times over the last couple of years with Deuce chasing rings, and it's, I don't think it's yet to pay out. Major, the only thing I really like for Pat's team AJ Brown. AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown. Brown had 17, 20, 26 in his, in his only three starts this season. Right. Those are some pretty numbers. Yeah, he's excellent. But with Chris Godwin being injured right now in the thumb surgery or the index finger surgery, I mean, it's trouble for uh, Big Patty D. Yeah, it's um, it, it can't get much worse. It, it, sorry, it can't get much better. It can only get like a little bit worse. I don't think Pat's team is going to get. We'll, we'll see when CMC comes back. And see, you know, he's a running back. You know, the the injuries factor into them a little more than most. Um, I'd say, but yeah. Um, anything else? Any thoughts? For just uh, fantastic fantasy defense once again. I mean, shout out to Pat. You can't. It's he's doing something right. I don't know. Defensive yeah. coordinator should get a little pay raise. I was going to say, he's, you know, I've been hearing rumblings, you know, Rob might get fired, and I heard past defensive coordinator might be in line to take that job. So, um, <laughs> Rob, uh, sleeping with one eye open. You know, maybe Rob, maybe, maybe Rob should look to take the OC, the offensive coordinator position for Pat. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a deadly combo. I think, you know, we bring in a Pat Rob dual run team, and then we can bring in new blood into the league. Um, I'm, I, this is just stuff I'm hearing. I'm not saying it should happen or anything, but you know, let the league make up their minds. You know, team expansions are perfectly are a normal part of yeah, absolutely. Of league I mean, they bring in more revenue. First of all, I can tell you, as a league commissioner, more revenue would be great for the pockets of this league. <laughs> you get a shinier trophy, shinier trophy, more eggs at the sack of punishment. I can invest more of your money to stocks and give you guys none of the money. Mm-hmm. Well, who said that? We need what well, we need. Who is, said that? We, th- this who league, said that? Okay, last thought on this: this league needs an endowment. Yeah, that's what we need. I am more than happy to start an endowment <laughs> starting next year. Okay, because yeah, let's let's move it on here. Um, let's go really quickly. Top three, bottom three power rankings. Um, our our guests, guests go first. Top three, bottom three. Let let it go. Yeah. So this is um. So I've got a couple of questions. <laughs> top three, bottom three. I hear week in, week out. Shamwell Wizards, bottom three team. <laughs> what does it mean? I, I really like to clarify this. Like, is it the most likely bottom three teams to miss the playoffs? Because there's only four teams that don't make the playoffs. So I guess that's kind of logical. But in my opinion, it should be the bottom three teams from here on out who has the most points for or the least point for in this case? It's the team, it's the three teams you expect are most likely to reach the SACO. I would say, well, I would actually disagree with that. I would say it's the three teams that if they were to play X team right now, like how good they were, how, like how they would be the worst three teams. Just the, the field, the, the team they have on the field right now, the worst three teams. Because that, like, you're, you're right. Cause I like got a one and six record. I'm not making the playoffs. It's like fucked up. I know you want to see the Shamrock Wizards in the playoffs. Obviously, everybody does. But it's not going to happen this year, guys. Like, I, I just don't know what to say. To my fans out there, can't happen. Um, but we're definitely not a bottom three team if you talk about rest of the season points four. With Devontae Adams back, I talk about him a lot. Patrick Mahomes, Clyde will have a significant role in the Chiefs offense. I think they're much better with Le'Veon Bell. We're not a bottom three team from here on out. But we will probably find our way into the Zacco game. So I don't know what definition you want to go with, but I think there's a distinction. What, what was your draft position? Um, Three, five? I was one behind you. I think it was six. You were six. And you took CEH? I took CEH over Derek Henry. Interesting. Uh, definitely over Derek Henry, not over Alvin Kamara. As oh, was, Kamara. 
I spoke last that, week. That was fake news. That was fake news. That was, in fact, fake news. Yeah, it was. I, I would have taken, for the record, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara over Clyde, but they weren't available. I did pass on Derrick Henry, and obviously Michael Thomas was a good pass too. So, uh, all right, so bottom three, top three, what do you got? All right, coming in at number 10, it's John Chang for me. Oh, interesting. John, I like that. I like five has a really tough outlook, I think, rest of the season with almost no running back core. Um, outside of Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson's a borderline RB2. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, too, is, is also just an RB2. I bet. I he's in trouble. Russ is obviously the anchor of that team. But I think, you know, the combination of weak players and awful defense is going to land John on the sacko. Uh, coming in at ninth, rest of season rankings. Outside of his current position, it's Pat. Pat's number nine. Oh, oh, we got a hot take. With no running backs outside of Christian McCaffrey, and we don't know what the situation will be like with Mike Davis, Christian McCaffrey, especially in the injury. I think he'll be fine, obviously, but he is in a little bit of trouble. Like, I, I just don't see Pat making a run. I think if you were to measure the points for from here on out, he finishes certainly in the bottom 50% of the league. Real quick on that, um, Pat, plus or minus two win, two and a half wins uh, rest of the season, six games left. He's plus, plus two and a half wins just because of his defense. But, um, <laughs> I mean, outside of that, like, he's not going to score better than 50% of the league in points for I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. And then uh, number eight, it's Tort. Tort is a really rough team right now, too, with no OBJ. CU Lamb, who started off the season hot, no – no backup quarterback, let alone a starting quarterback. He's on his, you know, whatever that guy's name is, Dunsick. <laughs> like, C. Lamb's in trouble. Um, Joe Mixon with the lingering injuries. Derrick Henry's obviously very good. Um, but I think Tort has a, a rough run from here on out, too, which lands him in my bottom three. Okay, now let's get your top three. Top three, Dan's number one. I think that's self-explanatory. The kid just finds a way to win. Um, number two, unfortunately, is my good friend here, Gideon. Let's go. Um, despite, <laughs> I think that you know Gideon's got a solid roster, and he's going to be able to to find a way to make the push. And uh, number three is Adam. Um, Adam's got a really deep team. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Adam. Uh, James Robinson's a, a rest of season starter. Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis might fall off, but I think he made a good point about Austin Eckler coming back. I think there'll be some value in that. And obviously Dalvin Cook, who has suffered a minor injury, will be back. So pretty solid team. And I think Travis Fulgham was a good pickup too. Yeah, I think Travis Fulgham is going to trade value keep, me, keep me alive. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Jefferson might have been a top five waiver wire pickup this year too. John, um, John dropped him, and he's put up 20, over 20 points. Two or three times already for me. Yeah, you talk about worst drop, actually. We mentioned Gronk earlier in this episode. Oh, no, no, no. John with Justin Jefferson. Jefferson uh, Justin Jefferson, definitely. I think Justin Jefferson might be the worst drop. Yeah. You know, it's always funny hearing people come up here, do their top three, because me and you are always in the top three, Adam. And so they always get real quiet. They're like, yeah, yeah, and I guess Adam and Gideon are in the top three. I mean, yeah, I don't want to like. Uh, I mean, the world being used in this podcast are me or, and or Gideon are like trash. <laughs> shit trash. And it's going to be one of us <laughs> wailing on the other. Oh, my God. Well, those are in the future. I'm Adam, top three, bottom three. Let me hear. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. John, I'm gonna agree with Matt. I think John's team is looking just, yeah, not pretty. I mean, I that is. Oh God, I'm looking at now, man. Oh, I, it's I really not a pretty team. John putting at the bottom. Sorry, kid. Number two, well, number nine, I should say. <laughs> My bottom three. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put Shamo Wizards down there. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to with you. You should, you're talking how hot you are. You, you need just 40 points from Ronda Adams to score an average of 120, which is what a league average score is. So I'm going to keep you down there in that list. And uh, number eight, and I took him there last week in the bottom three, Tort. Oh. Especially now that he lost OBJ, who's a wide receiver too. Like, Tort just doesn't You're putting Carrick two spots ahead of me, just for the record. I'm putting Carrick two spots ahead of you. Yeah. Right. I like Carrick's team going forward. At least. At least. At least. At least. Um, 
Yeah, let me get you. Let me oh, give you my top three, top three, top three, top three. bottom three. Sorry, sorry. Newman, I think you were close, but you were a little bit misguided. I'm going to put myself at the top. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, as I have to. I'm going to put Dan at number two. Oh, I see how it is. And I'm probably going to put a surprise pat at number three. Are you kidding me right just now? Just to spike Gideon. No, fuck you, man. Um, no, I, think, right. I think Boone is ahead of Pat in the total final ranking, which maybe I, we should discuss. I agree with you, but I feel like saying Pat hurts Gideon's feelings more. Yeah, I'm going to go just <laughs> that now. So um, that, that's a thing now. Let me give you my top three, bottom three. Bottom three, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, I didn't have really, I looked at John's roster a second time and I'm like, wow, it really is that bad. <laughs> it just, it's just not going to get much better, to be honest. It's only going to get worse. So, John, sorry, man, not looking so hot, despite the win this week. Um, second worst, I'm sorry, Newman. It's you. Re- you can say all you can talk all you want about what's going to happen in the future, but one in six, man, is one in six. And I wish it wasn't like this, but it is like this, and um, that that is the way she blows. And uh, third worst team, I'm gonna have Rob because Rob is is on the very edge of a very precipitous drop, and I think it could go very badly, very quickly for Rob. And you know, we're talking boomer bust. Rob's been busting a lot, and I think we'll be busting a lot in the future. Top three, no, statistically, I've scored the most points in the league. What does that make me? The best player in the league. So you, <laughs> I am number one in the league. Um, second, I'm going to put Adam, I think, despite what you just said a mere 45 seconds ago. <laughs> you are st- I looked at your roster earlier today. I'm like, damn, this is a good fucking roster. And then in third, the third best, I'm going to say it's between Dan and um, – it's between Dan and fucking Mize, in my opinion. Uh, I think Mize's team is a really high ceiling right now, but just because of experience, I'm going to go with Mize. Oh, sorry, Dan. Dan, sorry, I misspoke. Um, but yeah, top three, bottom three. First day with power on, we hit up the week eight matchup predictions. Matchup predictions. Um, first matchup of the week, we have, oh, we got a person on the pod involved. We got character versus Newman. Newman, do you, are you backing yourself this week against your fellow bottom feeder? Uh, yeah, this week, I'm going to take myself. Absolutely. Adam, how about you? I, think we're, I will be taking Carrick this week. Okay, I'm taking Carrick as well. It seems like a pretty safe. Wow. All right, Newman. I looked at the book. I looked at the books. It's minus six hundred for Carrick on the money line. So we'll minus six hundred. Give me that odds. Michael Thomas going to play this week? <laughs> um, next matchup, we have um, Dan versus Bert. Bert. Um, I got Dan. I think Rob. You know, I'm going to stick to my narrative. I don't think it's going to get much better for Rob. What do you guys think, Newman? Who do you got? Uh, Dan. Dan, okay. And Adam? You know, I know you guys both took Dan, but I'm going to go contrarian. I think Aaron Jones is going to play. Then Minnesota is going to have a good game. I'm going to take Rob. Okay, next match of the week. Yours truly is involved, and yours truly is going to beat John. I'm taking myself. Newman, who do you got? Projected for 135, just an FYI. But you you, you make your decision. You make your decision. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go with Gideon here. Yeah, I'll be rounding out the first unanimous pick of today. I will take Jeff and Gideon. Um, all right. Not looking so hot for John. What? Not looking so hot for John. I don't know. Not looking so hot. Two and six. That's rough. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, just saying that makes my mouth just like yeah, starting to like come up a little bit. Thank God I'm not saying about my own team. Um, it's Adam versus Pat. Adam, are you backing yourself this week? Of course, I'm backing myself. I'm ready to, to, to reclaim my throne at first. You're playing a gr- against a really good defense. Like, are you sure you can uh, man up? You know what? The Vikings are playing the Packers, so it's very it's very easy chance. But this week, I pooped the bed. Mm, very easy. Uh, Newman, Adam or Pat? I think this is a big Adam week. I think Adam's going to come out here and, and score the most points this week in the league. Really? I like that. Okay. Newman, you should come on next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just – I mean, besides Lamar Jackson, who I maybe consider benching for Justin Herbert. Um, I would – I mean, like Kareem Hunt. Raiders, Mike Davis, Atlanta. Oh boy! Pack, uh, the Vikings at at Green Bay. I love that matchup. And then Travis Fulgham at Dallas. Like, there's really not a bad matchup on this roster besides Lamar. Versus like Pat, who is going to have trouble fielding a team. It looks like. Right, right. Um, I'm going to hop on the uh, Jew train. Take Adam as well. Last matchup of the week. It's actually matchup of the week. It's two four and wait. Four, two, four, and two, three four, and three. Yeah, two, four, and three teams. Duke can get out for the bottom spots in the playoffs. We got Mize against Tort. Um, two teams seeming, seeming heading in opposite trajectories. I'm going to go first. 
Um, a bit of a fan favorite in recent recent weeks. I got mice. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna hop on the horse with you. Make yeah, some space. On. I'm taking I'm taking mice with you. All right, yeah. Hop on the saddle, Newman. Um, are you are you riding in the horse drawn carriage? Yeah, I think this is a, a tougher matchup than you might think. Um, Carolina has been playing decent defense, and so have the Giants, uh, which are you know make up five roster spots on Poon's team there. Um, although I don't love what I'm seeing from from Torch side, especially with Cam Newton. I think that it really depends. If if Tort makes a switch away from Cam Newton to a, a reliable quarterback this week, I'm going to go with Tort. But based on what I'm saying right now, I'm taking Poon. I will say this. I just texted Tort and said, let's trade. I have Justin Herbert. And he's responding. And he's so. responding. So we will see. Okay, so that wraps up the matchup this week. Real quickly, let's go over the current records. Um, for the first time the entire season, me and Adam did not have, um, did not have a, an identical record throughout the week. I'm now 15 and 10 in my picks. I'm at 13 and 12 after an abysmal one and four week. And then our guest, 11 and nine. Okay. And- <laughs> Sorry, that um, that wraps up. Newman, um, give us, you know, I know. Send us off. Newman, send us off this Newman, week. Send us thoughts. This has been the Large Schlang Fantasy Football League, week number seven. We'll see you next week. Adios. <laughs>